0: I still want you. Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today we're discussing season two, episode 21, The Vampire Diaries, which is called The Sun Also Rises, which is one of the saddest episodes we've seen thus far. Yeah, me personally, I didn't I didn't care for this one. I'll <laughs> say it. <laughs> you not your best work, Julie pleck. I got a bone to pick with you, girly just kidding it's a very good episode but not a particularly fun or happy one yeah i will read the synopsis as always from vampire diaries wiki with the arrival of the full moon elena tries to prepare for whatever klaus has planned and tyler faces his second transformation so this is confirmation this is only the second time he's turned the terrifying events quickly spin out of control despite an unexpected act of courage finally damon admits the truth to stefan about a terrible new development they must face that's such a short synopsis because they don't want to give anything away even for the fans reading it (laughs) well yeah fans are reading this like i don't need you to tell me what happened in the sun also rises i'm well aware of what happened in this episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) but we open the episode kind of where we left off the last episode you know everyone was kind of in their own places so we start at the lockwood dungeon where wolf tyler is growling at caroline and matt trapped behind the cage of the dungeon Matt will not put this gun down for anything on his life. The whole episode. He's like gesturing with the gun. He's like, the door won't close, like pointing at the door. Who gave him this gun? I need to know. And Caroline says, hey, Tyler, like, please. It's very like, this isn't you, even though he's a full wolf. He's a wolf, girly. He can't hear you. He cannot listen to reason right now. (laughs) Yeah. You got to just run. (laughs) But Matt takes matters into his own hands and shoots his best friend, I think, twice. Definitely twice. And Caroline's like, hey, that's Tyler. Like, in case you forgot, I know you're new to this. And then Matt says, it's trying to kill us. It? Like, I get the logic. Like, yes, it is trying to kill you. But it is, remember, your best friend. And I get it's hard to, like, make that connection right now. But I feel like I'd still be hyper aware that's my friend. Yeah. I I saw this happen, like. Deep down, Matt's like, that's what you get for making out with my mom. I'm going to yeah. shoot you. <laughs> so after he gets shot a couple of times, Tyler is wounded and not breaking down the door anymore. So Caroline says, oh, let's go around him. And Matt is like hesitant about this, obviously, but Caroline sees her chance. And so Caroline turns to Matt and says, hey, don't shoot him again. But she really has to encourage him to put the gun down. He does not want to put the gun down at all. And I get it again. It's a wolf. But Caroline can run really fast and get you out of there. If you have the gun waving around, you're making it all unpredictable. Just shut up and go. She's smarter than you. And again, you're so pissed someone killed your sister. Maybe don't kill your own friend, dumbass. Yeah, whatever. It is very much an eye for an eye. Makes the whole world blind, King. So they get out of the dungeon safely. Then we go over to Alaric's apartment where Catherine and Damon are, you know, talking after the revelation that Jenna's there and that Damon has a werewolf fight. Damon shows Catherine the bite. And she says, oh, that's what it looks like. It doesn't look that bad. And he said, yeah, well, it will be. (laughs) I've seen it before. That's what I said when I first saw it. And then she died after having hallucinations and being in deep, deep pain. So (laughs) after a very painful couple of days, I staked her. So I know what's coming down the pike for me. Yeah. He's like, it's bad. It's very much bad. I think I've seen this film before. So he gets up to leave because the last thing he wants to do right now is hang out with catherine and catherine says uh, you're just gonna die and he says um that depends you know anything about a cure because i sure don't unless you have some way out of this for me yeah and she has nothing for him and he still tries to leave and she says hey after 145 years no last goodbye and he says no he says i don't like you i've made that clear She's like, don't leave mad. And he's like, I really don't care if we end up on good terms, Catherine. He's like, I'm pissed at you and now I'm going to die. So why bother fixing that? And I don't really know why Catherine at this point is trying to choose to like get someone to view her positively since he's going to die anyway. But she says like, You know, Klaus made me lure Jenna. I didn't have a choice. And Damon says, that's what the vervain was for. Yeah, he's like, I gave you the vervain. So if it came to a choice like this, you could stop it. But of course, Catherine knew had she been like, no, he would have been like, great, then I'll kill you. Yeah, she's kind of hiding behind the fact like, oh, I didn't really have a choice. She didn't have a choice. But the choice wasn't like to protect Jenna or not. The choice was to protect herself or not. And surprise, surprise. She chose herself. It's Catherine. We can't be expecting other things from her at this point. She made the same choice that she has literally always made. Like, it can't be surprising. And you can be mad about it. I think it's more Damon is mad because she's acting all sad he's about to die. And he's like, you literally just betrayed me again. He's like, which isn't shocking, but it's annoying. And now you want to be like sad that I'm going to die? No. Yeah, I think not. Damon says, you know, Elena's going to die. Jenna's going to die. Like somehow Catherine is the only one who wins. How's that fair? And he's really hurt because he helped her. And despite himself did trust her foolish mistake. And Catherine says, I'll tell you how that happened. I didn't let love get in the way. And he said, okay. Catherine's like, it's really simple. I have only ever looked out for myself. And obviously that works. Mm -hmm. She's like, look, you could have left me out to dry too. And here's the thing, if he hadn't teamed up with Catherine, this probably still would have happened because he would have just compelled her to do this. And he wasn't going to kill her in the sacrifice. He wants her to be tortured a lot longer than this. So it just was probably going to go the same way. But now it's like Catherine actually made the choice to make it go that way. Mm -hmm. This is how it was going to go. You want to know a fun fact? Sure. The original plan for this season was for it to end with Catherine dying but she became such a fan favorite character that Julie Plec was like, you know what? I'm not going to kill her in The Sacrifice, actually. People like her too much. She said, I'm going to kill someone way sadder. She said, now that Jenna bitch, <laughs> she said, she's bringing nothing to me. I mean, that's not super surprising because even at the beginning of the season, I was like, I don't know how Catherine's going to live with all this, whatever. But as the season has gone on, I felt less confident that she's going to die. So it didn't seem like she would have died in this. Just seemed too easy. The original plan was to kill her in the sacrifice, and then they decided not to. She's too slippery slidey to just die in a sacrifice. Exactly. There's no world in which she gets caught in that situation. Yeah, She she would have found a way out of that spelled circle of fire. Ripped to the girls, but I'm different. The thing about Catherine, if she had been in that circle, if I goes out, she would have fully killed Greta. Yeah. Well, that's the plus also of Klaus using a brand new vampire in this ritual, because obviously both of them are going to try to run. He can probably run faster than a werewolf. He can't run faster than a vampire. Well, he can, but it's a little more iffy. This is the first time Jenna's really ever drank blood. She couldn't get enough blood fast enough. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but but there is a plus of that, because Catherine probably could have gotten out of it at that point, realistically. Exactly. If she had somehow ended up in the sacrifice, which I still think would have been hard for them to get her there. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine would have been like, Klaus is like, absolute last resort choice. Like, OK, fine. Yeah, let's go grab her. And if I need a vampire so bad. <laughs> so Damon tells Catherine to enjoy eternity alone and tells her that he's going to offer himself to Klaus instead. And Catherine says, um, yeah, he's not going to take you. We already covered this because you have a werewolf bite. So your blood is impure. Sorry, but Jenna's dead and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, she's like, he doesn't want your blood. It, like, you're poison now. Like, you can't sacrifice yourself. Sorry. So then we go over to the quarry where the sacrifice ritual is taking place. And Jenna's like, Hey, my head hurts. Elena's like, What do you remember? And Jenna says, Okay, well, I remember you calling me and you were really scared. And now that I'm saying that out loud, it's fairly obvious that was not you. Yeah, I, I probably should have guessed it wasn't you, but uh, hindsight's 20 <laughs> She says, but anyway, after that, the second I walked out of the house, some vampire grabbed me. I'm guessing Klaus based on the context. Yeah. Um, he made me drink his blood and then I don't remember anything. And it's like, oh, well, I know what happened. Jenna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, so where are we? And Elena's like, we're at the quarry. Doesn't matter. And then Jenna says, hey, why don't I remember anything? And Elena knows why. But Elena tries to like soften the blow a little bit. She says, hey, remember how I told you how like, people turn into vampires and Jenna said yeah so if someone is killed with vampire blood in their system oh okay so he did kill me she's like oh so I just got fucking murdered is what happened that's got to be a hard pill to swallow yeah I got murdered once and I'm probably about to get murdered again yeah (laughs) like within 12 hours by the same person And Elena says, you know, everything is going to be okay. I'll get you out of here. But Jenna's like, wait, hold on. (laughs) I'm a vampire? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm still coming around on that. (laughs) And Greta says, you know what? And I bet you're hungry. And Elena tries to make like a grab for a rock to get Greta. Unfortunately, she's a little weak. So Greta magically pushes Elena away. And then she puts her and Jenna in their own little spelled circles of fire. So they can't like be doing their little whispering. They can't be like walking around freely. Now they're in their little places. Then Elena says, hey, Greta, please let Jenna go. Instead, Greta cuts her own arm with the rock and feeds Jenna her own blood because Klaus chose her. And since Jenna's body wants to transition to being a vampire, she cannot resist drinking Greta's blood. And ta-da, the transition is finished. She's officially a vampire. Yeah. And frankly, who knows if Jenna knew like this was how you completed the transition, whatever. But They had to complete the transition for her to be sacrificed. So it's not crazy that this happened. I think if Greta had given them too much time, Elena would have been like, do not drink any blood. Yeah, no matter what you do. I don't know if Jenna would have been able to resist, even if she knew that. And also it's her first time drinking blood. So my thought was like, what if she goes crazy and kills Greta right now? But I think because it was her first time drinking blood, she's like, this is kind of gross, but it tastes good. What does this mean? Like, it's not, it's still sorting through the thoughts related to that. Yes, as we've seen a couple times before. And Elena tells Jenna to look at her and she's like, everything will be okay. And then we see Jenna's veins appear and it's like, "Mm, it's not looking great, Elena. (laughs) Things are going downhill fast here at the quarry. Yeah. So then we go over to the magical witch house. Bonnie and Jeremy are just hanging around reading grimoires, like not a care in the world. They're just like hanging out. Like guys, the sacrifice is beginning. (laughs) And so they're really focusing on if there's anything to keep Elena from becoming a vampire. And I get it. They don't know about Jenna, so they can't focus on that yet. But you know what they should focus on? Killing Klaus. Elena's going to come back. I really like I understand she doesn't want to be a vampire. I get it. And I get that that's hard. But she's going to come back. But you know she's coming back to life. So maybe think about some other issues. And again, they couldn't have known that this Jenna thing was happening. But also, aren't they like, okay, we saved... Tyler and Caroline, right? you like, so who is he going to get to replace them? Again, I know they probably assume it's going to be Catherine and some werewolf they either don't know or don't care about. And they're correct about the werewolf. It's Jules. No one gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) but But it just seems like there's a lot to be thinking about. And they're just focused on like small parts of it. That's kind of been the theme with them though. Yeah. It feels like Bonnie should be focusing on a spell that doesn't require Elijah to, you know, bring it home. But- yeah, that would be nice. Hindsight is twenty-twenty. So Elijah, Stefan and Rick arrive to the woods by the witch house. And Elijah explains the sacrifice process again. He reviews it basically that it's going to be werewolf, then vampire, then Toppleganger. After Elena's death, Klaus's werewolf side will be activated. He'll transition, making him weak. And that's when Bonnie will bring him to the brink of death, which won't kill Bonnie. And then Elijah will finish the job himself. Or so he says. So he thinks. Or so the plan is given. <laughs> And this confirms that the order is werewolf, vampire, then drop ganger. So, you know, werewolf first, no one thought Jules was making it out of this. And frankly, probably no one really cared if she did. Like, it's a little bit like, oh, that could have been an interesting character down the line, but I'm not going to lose sleep over Jules dying. I'm not crying. But at this point, you're like, okay, well, Jules is going to die, but we have some time. Like, we might not get to the vampire dying. They might figure something else out before that. So it gives you some hope through the episode that, yeah is not correct, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Damon gives Stefan a call and Stefan says, hey, is the sacrifice happening? And Damon says, yeah, I tried to stop it, but it got complicated. And Stefan says, no worries. We're sticking with plan A. And Damon says, hey, just one slight wrinkle. So he does have Jenna. Um, he got Catherine to lure her out of the house and he is going to use her as the vampire. Yeah. He's like, no, I, I get that. Everything gets messed up. We all have different plans we're working on, but there is a very specific development you should know. Yeah. Alaric can see Stefan on the phone, like freaking out and looking at Alaric. And Alaric's like, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah. He said, what's the word, hummingbird? <laughs> so then we go over to the quarry again, the sacrifice site. And Elena says, hey, Jenna, how's it going? <laughs> And Jenna says, you know, I feel like myself, only not. Everything's brighter, yada, yada, yada. We've heard this before. I'm sure we'll hear it again. Yeah, we get it. Things are intense when you're a vampire. You know, Jenna says, I feel like I just don't want to feel anything at all. And Elena says, you know, vampires can turn off humanity if they want to. Like, that's kind of a thing. And Jenna says, hey, I'm going to die, aren't I? (laughs) And Elena says, no matter what else I have to do, I'm not going to let that happen. And you know what? I think even when Elena said this, she knew she couldn't promise it. But what's the point of being like, yeah. Well, yeah, she's like, I would really love if you didn't. And she's like, you know, we have some other people on my team. Maybe we can get out of it. It was more speaking it into existence than anything. Like she knew this was an uphill battle, the minimum. Yeah. She's hoping for the best. Greta brings Jules in and Jules is not exactly happy. And Jenna says, who's that? And Elena's like, oh, I assume it's a werewolf. Greta tells Jules that she cast a spell to slow her transformation. And her insides are basically trying to get out, which is why Jules is in an insane amount of pain, Good thing she gets to die first. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's just sitting here like screaming in the circle and Elena and Jenna are just kind of standing there. You know, they're not thrilled about this, but they're not actively in pain at the moment. Here's the thing. Elena's not very stressed at all. She's had time to emotionally prepare. The Jenna thing is a wrinkle, but she knows she's getting out of this alive. Jenna is a little less hopeful. Jenna's kind of reckoning with being a vampire. She's got a lot of mental anguish. Jules is the only one in actual physical pain right now. Sucks to be Jules. Yeah. Yeah. And for Jenna, she's like, okay, either I die or I'm a vampire. Both of these are kind of iffy to me at best. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm mourning something. And Elena does a good move here. I think this is kind of the best play she has. She says, hey, you know, Greta, just want to remind you that witches are supposed to maintain the balance in nature and it's kind of your duty to keep this curse sealed. Yeah. She's like, hey, all your ancestors want this sealed. I just think you should consider that. Especially knowing that Dr. Martin and Luca were both really about witch loyalty, I think this is a very smart play to get Greta on her side, although it is ultimately useless. It, in theory, could have worked because that is one thing she knows about every witch is witches kind of have this code to each other and to balance. Greta apparently gave up those morals quite some time ago. (laughs) Yeah, Greta apparently didn't really care about any of that. I guess Klaus picked the right one, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Greta says her duty is to Klaus and the new order. So can Klaus compel her? I know I've asked this question. I don't think like other supernatural beings can be compelled, but since it's an original, I don't know if that changes things. I think we're under the impression that she wasn't compelled. we would never get any evidence that she is, but she just seems like so on his side in a way that just seems like weird. And like so loyal. They set up a couple red herrings early in the episode that make you think like, oh, maybe Greta is going to shut this whole thing down or she's yeah. doing the wrong spell. But she seems like fiercely loyal to Klaus till the bitter end. So you almost have to assume that compulsion is at play, but we don't have any confirmation of it. And usually they tell us when someone's being compelled in that way. She might just be a bitch ass. She might just be horny for an English accent. Who among us isn't? Or it's like, yeah, like I'm kind of a low ranked witch in my family. Like my dad, he won't shut up about following the rules and the morals. And I'm kind of fucking over it. And just like really overcorrected. Maybe her dad is super sexist. Yeah. Or it could be a Stockholm syndrome thing that she like got kidnapped by Klaus and was doing shit under duress and then just became like, on his team over time, you know, like it, it is a lot of rages. I was just curious if that was something to think about because she just seems like so insanely loyal to him in a way that like doesn't seem normal. It definitely raises some alarm bells. I do think that in a case like this, they would tell us if she was being compelled or somehow imply it. Yeah. Klaus enters, happy to hear that Greta is loyal to him. And that's another clue that maybe he didn't compel her because he's like, oh, cool, thanks. And he's like, great, nice. And then Klaus like turns to the gals and he says, hey, my lovelies, you guys ready? And they're all like, no. They're like, no. And she was like, ah! Yeah. (laughs) And then Caroline and Matt arrive to, I believe, the Lockwood house. Yeah. But Matt feels unsafe. And you can tell that because he's still pointing his gun at every window. Put it down. What are you going to do? Shoot the window out so he can come in, dumbass? And Caroline's like, okay, we're going to be safe here. And Matt's like, if it wants in, it can get in. And then he reloads the gun. And Caroline is probably like, once again, he. Once again, I, I feel inclined to remind you that is your best friend. Yeah. But Caroline instead takes this time to unpack some things she really needs to unpack. She said, hey, how'd you know I was a vampire when I compelled you to forget? And he says, well, I was on Vervain and I faked forgetting uh, so that I could spy, which was your mom's idea. And she said, my mom knows. See, he says it awful proud as if he came up with this. No, you just had someone else leave with you. And she's like, wait, How long has my mom known this? Because she's way more concerned with that. And Caroline pretty quickly realizes her mom knows because Matt told her. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt is like securing the perimeter, but not really. He's just looking out every window while holding a gun. He's useless as usual. He wants so badly to be more useful than Caroline and he just will never be. And so Caroline says, hey, what did my mom say? And Matt says she hates vampires and she grew up hating them and probably always will hate them. And it's like, okay, Matt, I know you feel awful cool and strong because you have this gun that you're like emotionally attached to, it seems. She can kill you very easily, easier than you could because I don't know if you know this, that gun won't kill her. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't seem to know that. And Caroline says, hey, what about you? Like, where does this leave us? And he says, like, basically, this leaves us stuck in this house trying to not get mauled to death by our friend. Glad to know you finally recognize it's your friend. Yeah, at least he said friend. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. Someone is knocking on the door and Damon goes to answer, but you can see him start to feel the side effects of the werewolf bite. So that doesn't bode well. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was like a hallucination or something. Cause I was like, well, who could this be? We know everyone else is. If I I ever ask who could this be, it's always fucking John. Yeah. Maybe no longer. (laughs) Can't use that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So Damon answers the door. It is John Gilbert. We've missed him so much these past few episodes and (laughs) Damon says, oh, my God, I just was thinking I wanted a bite to eat. And John says, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, I'm concerned because Elena hasn't returned my calls in days. No one's telling me what's happening. And Damon tells John he's a day late and a daughter short. Good to know the werewolf bite isn't getting to his brain yet because the wit is still solid. The wit is coming through, babe. John says, huh? (laughs) And Damon says, well, Klaus has Elena and the sacrifice is happening tonight. And John says, hey, wasn't the sum total of your plan to keep her safe? And I hate to say it, but that's a good point from John. They had no other plan except keeping Elena safe. And next thing he you knows, she's at the sacrifice. Yeah, he's like, hey, um, I thought we were stopping the sacrifice. I thought that was the whole goal here. And Damon says, don't worry about it. She is safe. I fed her my blood. And he's like, man, come on. Damon says after the sacrifice, she's going to come back to life. Granted, it's the thing you hate most in the world, but no one cares what you think. And John's like, oh, this is a lot to hear today. He's like, I don't know what to do with this information. And so John like kind of tries to punch Damon in the face. But of course, Damon shuts it down pretty quick because he's stronger. And Damon says, you do not want to mess with me right now. And John says, you know, you ruined Elena's life, right? And Damon says, yeah, yeah, I know. I get that. Also, one other thing, it does get worse. <laughs> and John says, how? He's like, how could it possibly get worse? So let me go back over to the sacrifice site because we know how it could get worse. Everyone's got to get on that page, though. Klaus holds the moonstone in his hand and he gets a little, you know, sentimental. He's like, I've been looking for 500 years for this moonstone. I almost hate to give it up. And everyone's in the fire, like, please just kill us. And I'm sorry. Like, I know they have all these other plans in place to stop him from getting vampires, stop him from getting we'll stop him from getting Elena. I really feel like they should have just hidden the moonstone better. None of this would have been an issue if that had been hidden better. Hiding the moonstone better and killing Greta. Yeah. I mean, why leave him with any witch? Yeah. Damon killed Maddox. So obviously he knew that the witch was very instrumental in this plan. Go kill the other one. Yeah. You already killed her family. No one's going to look for. Her. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, hindsight's 20, twenty I'm just throwing it out there because I was looking at the Moonstone. I'm like, that Moonstone seems like such small potatoes now. Yeah. But everything hinges on it. Why? Like, how did you guys end up with him with it? Why didn't they just throw the moonstone in the bottom of an ocean? And I say again, why didn't you just buy some decoy moonstones? Yeah, they cannot be hard to find. $20 max on Etsy. Yeah. I'm just saying. If Mystic Falls has like a witchy store, which I would assume it does, given what we know about Mystic Falls. (laughs) It's called Mystic Falls. (laughs) Yeah. It's called the Mystic Falls General Store. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they have a million moonstones there. This was before the crystal phase, to be fair. But the town is called Mystic Falls. I think the crystal phase got to Mystic Falls before it got everywhere else.: True. I just have to throw it out because it just seems like that would have helped a lot. would have solved a lot of problems.: It's too late now. We're already here. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the sacrifice site. That ship has sailed. He has the moonstone. We're done. And Greta says, "Oh, the moon has passed its apex. Do you remember everything you have to do? And he says, yes." Well, of course he does. He, he says, "Yeah, it's not that fucking complicated bitch." She's doing the spell and basically he just drinks some blood. I mean, his role is easy. He kills two people and drinks some blood. He probably does that every day of his life. Yeah. I mean, you call it the sacrifice ritual. I call it Wednesday, baby. (laughs) I call it happy hour. Greta puts the moonstone on whatever, some like altar and she sets it on fire. Who cares? Jules groans some more. Elena is scared and Greta starts the spell. And so Jules pretty quickly realizes. She's like, look, I know I'm going to die first. I might as well just get some stuff out of the way. So she says, I just want everyone to know, like, everything I did, I was just trying to help Tyler. And Elena says, oh, are you Jules? <laughs> Which is so funny because, like, yeah, Elena wasn't really involved in all that stuff, but I thought she knew who Jules was. Like, like, at least that she'd, like, seen her, even though she didn't, like, actively, like, fight against her much. But I guess that was really more Damon's beat. Yeah, Jules is doing her, like, last words. And she's like, oh, you're Jules? <laughs> like- <laughs> Okay. She's like, so nice to finally put a face to the name. She's like, okay, but did you remember what I just said? (laughs) Jules says, I just didn't want Tyler to be alone. And Elena says, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Tyler, yes. I go to high school with him. (laughs) (laughs) And then Greta continues her spell, but the next part of the spell, she gets rid of the fire circle around Jules. So Jules can kind of see the writing on the wall. She tries to run, but unfortunately, Klaus catches her, And pulls her heart out and kills her right in front of Elena and Jenna. And this creeps Jenna out because now she's like, okay, this is real. Yeah, Jenna's like, that's not good. I, you know, I was hoping I'd just get like put to sleep or something. And again, pulling a heart out is a very gruesome way to kill someone, which as the audience members of the Vampire Diaries, we are now a little bit desensitized to. And even Elena has seen it before. This isn't her first time. Jenna has never seen this before. Yeah, Jenna just turned into a vampire got kidnapped, just realized that she got murdered and now just saw someone's heart get torn out. And yeah, she didn't know the girl, but still. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is sitting here with a whole heart in his hand and she's like, and I'm next in line. Oh, no, no, no. Genesis, I don't like this anymore. You got to respect Jules went out like every werewolf does, trying and failing to run away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True to her species. They they do love to run. It never works, but they try it every time. (laughs) You gotta love the confidence. I mean, at that point, what else could Jules do but run? She was in too much pain to try to kill Greta, if she was even thinking about that. I mean, you might as well try to run. It might not work. And I I don't think Jules really thought it was going to work, but don't make it like super easy for him, at least. You might as well try. At least make him run for it a little bit. I mean, can't hurt. So then we go back over to the witch house where, again, everyone's just like reading like they're at the library. Yeah. The sacrifice seems to be moving quickly or like it feels like it's on a path, like it's started and it's moving. And everyone's still just fucking reading. And like the Jenna news is like slowly trickling through. And it's like, hey, guys, check the clock. Uh, yeah, It seems like you guys should be moving. Check the moon. Pick up the pace. Yeah. It, it got dark like three hours ago at this point. When are you going there? Jeremy says he found some spells that Emily Bennett did for the ancestor, Jonathan Gilbert. Yeah, all his inventions. (laughs) Yeah. And Bonnie says, oh, yeah, I think she might have had a thing for him. And they smile because whatever. They also like each other. Who cares? I get that's like a little flirty thing. I don't believe that from Emily Bennett personally. Why else would she spell all his inventions? I don't know. Just something to do. But granted, he also had her burned at the stake. So if Emily Bennett did everything for him, boy, was her picker off. Yeah. Well, anyone who picked uh, Jonathan Gilbert, their picker was off. Apparently, Emily Bennett was working on some kind of a resuscitator spell, but didn't quite explain what it did. Well, it's in the name. Resuscitator spell. Yeah, It's like asking like, yeah, she said she was working on a locator spell, but I can't figure out what it does. (laughs) Maybe it locates. Well, like, of course she was working on resuscitator spells. She made those rings. Like, yeah. And that's a fair spell to try to work on, obviously. People Mm -hmm. get killed. You want to stop that. But she didn't have a ton of information in her grimoire. And Jeremy says, well, maybe Jonathan journaled about it, too. I'll have Stefan bring the Jonathan journals. But then someone comes in and they're like, oh, someone's here. Down to the basement comes Rick. And he says, Elijah and Stefan are upstairs. Hey, can I speak to Jeremy alone for a second? Bad sign. That can't be good. So Bonnie goes upstairs and Alaric says, okay, so something's happened to Jenna. Upstairs, Elijah and Stefan fill Bonnie in in the same way. And Bonnie says, why would Klaus take Jenna? And Stefan says, punishment for meddling, which got to hand it to Klaus. That seems like a fair punishment. And I mean, I hate to say it because I am sad about Jenna and I'll talk about that. But if I had to pick Jenna and Jules over Caroline and Tyler, it's a quick Jenna and Jules. I'm sorry it is. That's the general consensus. Like, I wish that Jenna didn't have to die, but I would have been a lot sadder if Caroline died. And, you know, if you steal his werewolf and his vampire, obviously he's going to find another one. And unfortunately, you couldn't have known it was going to be Jenna. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't have expected the meddling to just not have an effect. Well, on a show like this, there has to be stakes. So, like, well, very easily we could have had a random vampire and a more random werewolf. Every once in a while, you need to kill someone of purpose or there's no stakes. That's the reason that Vicky's death was so powerful is that she's set up as a main character and all of a sudden she gets killed. And that's the same as Jenna. She was just starting to get all this like main character treatment. Like she was learning everything. She was involved in the plans. Yeah, you got to kill it. Got to kill someone. Yeah, you can't just have it be like someone shows up and three episodes later they die. Then it's like, okay, I don't care. Like you do have to kill off important people for it to be a useful show. Exactly. You got to kill someone from the main group. Yeah. And it's only season two. That's why Pretty Little Liars isn't always taken seriously. They didn't kill any of the main group. Yeah. Even the one who you thought was dead wasn't. It just, it has to be a lot more intense. Mm -hmm. And they did that. But anyway, Stefan tells Bonnie that Klaus was going to use Tyler and Caroline and that Damon rescued them. And Bonnie says, okay, well, we need to change our plan. I can kill Klaus right now before he kills Jenna, before he sacrifices her. I need to do it now. And Stefan says, but that will kill you. So that is not an option. And Bonnie says, yeah, well, neither is letting Jenna die. And Elijah says, oh, well, Stefan agrees with that. And Bonnie says, huh? And Stefan says, I'm gonna offer him a vampire. He'll want more, me. First of all, Stefan, what makes you so sure that you're a more useful vampire than Jenna? You know, I get the impulse here and not to be this person but I think he's partially doing this because he saw the stakes to which Damon was willing to do things for Elena. And he's like, well, I have to do this. And it's like, okay, you dying, Bonnie dying, Jenna dying. None of those are going to make Elena happy. Like you won't let Bonnie die, but you'll let yourself die. Like that's not good. None of these people understand. They're all like, I can't let you die for me, but you should be okay with me dying for you. They cannot comprehend. All these people are just fucking willing to jump to die. Like See, at least Caroline's like, no, I don't want to be sacrificed. Caroline says, I'll go hang out with Tyler. Caroline said, sorry to Elena, but I do not want to die for her. Yeah. (laughs) But so Stefan just had to do it, I guess. But it's like, this isn't really that much of a better plan. Yeah. Which is why ultimately it doesn't work out. So then we go back over to the sacrifice station. Klaus, you know, is kind of squeezing the blood from Jules's heart into the pot of blood, whatever. So Jenna and Elena talk while well, they have this little downtime. And Jenna says, you know, the day that they told me that I was going to be your and Jeremy's guardian, you know what my first thought was? Isn't there someone else who could do this? Fair thought. Fair <laughs> thought and brave of her to admit it. And Elena says, no, Jenna, no one else could have gotten us through everything. And Jenna says, you know, it's just the thought that I almost passed up on taking care of you guys. And Elena says, but you didn't like, you put your life on hold to help us. And Jenna says, look around, Elena. I failed. Yeah, Jenna's like, I did a bad job. We're both about to die. Like, And Elena rightfully takes the blame for this. She says, no, I failed you. But again, and we talked about this before, Elena is the cause of all this, but it is not Elena's fault that she was born looking like Catherine. Yeah, th- there was just no way to avoid this. And she's tried to avoid it and keep Jenna out of it, but you can't keep everyone out of it. You can't keep everyone safe. There's honestly nothing that Elena could have done to prevent this. The only thing that could have been done to prevent this from happening is if Jenna picked up that phone and said, This is not Elena. This is obviously Catherine. Yeah, and didn't leave the house. But Catherine followed the trick of every phishing email, which is urgency, baby. The more urgent you make it, the more people are not going to take a second and think. Because if Jenna took a second and thought, she'd be like, why is Elena calling me? Yeah, why would Elena need me right now? Like, Like, I know she's pretty calm about the sacrifice. She was being a good guardian. She was protecting her or Mm -hmm. attempting to. Elena apologizes for basically putting her in this position. And Elena says, look, Being a vampire intensifies your guilt, but it also makes you stronger and faster. You can fight back. And Elena says like, Jenna, I need you to understand that I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. I need you to believe that. When you get the chance, run. And Jenna says, okay. And that is the best thing she can do is just like, you need to get out of here. I'll figure this out. I'll work this out. Elena's like, I've got vampire blood in my system. Even if he kills me, I'm coming back. And she's like, and I'm not super excited about coming back as a vampire, but I will get my way out of this. Yeah, but I will be okay. We go back over to the Lockwood house. Matt says, hey, did I kill Tyler? And Caroline says, it takes more than wooden bullets to kill a werewolf. He's definitely still out there. Yeah, she's like, no, you didn't kill him. She's like, no, you little bitch, baby. You shot him twice and you didn't even aim good. Yeah, you shot him twice in the side. Like, yeah, he survived. And Caroline says, hey, do you think my mom wants to kill me? (laughs) And Matt decides to just say whatever he's fucking thinking without thinking about how it affects anyone else. Yeah, just not comfort her. Matt says, I don't really think your mom knows what to do with you. And Caroline's like, well, I don't really know what to do with myself either, but I have to live this now. It's so annoying that I feel like she has to say to Matt, like, you know, I didn't like ask for this. Yeah. Like, why are you fighting me on this? Like the story wasn't compelled away. So he knows we can assume that Caroline told him how she turned into a vampire, which is to say she was force-fed blood by what she thought was Elena and then smothered with a pillow. Where in that did Matt think that she made a decision to do this? She's not happy about this. She's adjusting to it. She's like learning to live with it. It's not like exciting. Yeah, and I get being shocked by all that, but take that information in. So then they hear something move outside. And so once again, Matt picks up his gun (laughs) because God forbid. It's the one thing he knows how to do evidently. And he says, like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm like looking out the door. She's like, same thing you've been doing all fucking night. Yeah. And so she reminds him again not to shoot. And she sees Tyler outside naked in human form. All curled up in fetal position. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we know the transition's over. And Caroline says, hey, Matt, can I have your jacket? And Matt's like, what? He's like, why would you need my jacket? Yeah. It's like, I'm kind of cold. <laughs> Matt's like, give him your jacket. <laughs> Tyler's waking up. Caroline puts the jacket on him so that he's covered. And Tyler's like, Caroline, he's like, really happy to see her. And Matt is standing in the background, like, pouting with his gun up still. Tyler's like, "Um, hey, Matt. What's Matt doing here? (laughs) Hey, Matt, you kept calling me it. (laughs) Yeah. I still have ears when I'm a wolf, asshole. Yeah. So then we go back over to the witch house. Stefan is standing outside and Elijah approaches him. And he says, oh, Bonnie, did a locator spell there at Stephen's quarry. We're going to head over there now. Stefan says, Awesome. I'm going to head over there first. You and Bonnie follow when it's time. And Elijah's like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to get there until the moon hits its final phase. She has to stay hidden until then because Klaus cannot know she's alive. Review of the plan. Got it. Yeah. So Stefan starts to leave. And then Elijah says, you know, you're very honorable. And Stefan's like, that's all I fucking aim for. (laughs) Yeah. Stefan says, are you? Because this whole plan is contingent upon your honor. Now, I feel as though this question should have been asked a couple of days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I know they're concerned about it. At this point, Elijah's given them all the information he's going to. And I really do believe that he was planning on going through with this. Yes. And so Elijah says, I won't fail you. And Stefan says, well, you know, Klaus is your brother. I have wanted to kill my brother many times, but I've never been able to go through with it. Elijah says, well, Klaus wasn't my only brother. I had siblings. I had parents. I had a whole family. And over the centuries, Klaus hunted them down one by one and took them from me, scattering their bodies across the sea where they couldn't be found. So I want revenge. Now, a couple things to unpack here. Number one, this does seem like a good enough reason to believe that Elijah is going to go through with this. And I truly believe he would have had Klaus not done what he did at the very last second. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But here's another thing that I think Stefan should be thinking about. Elijah didn't offer up the information that klaus was his brother right away you have to wonder why elijah buried the lead there he didn't want them to suspect him to not be able to go through with it yeah i think that's a good point point. and honestly i think if he was like oh yeah you know he killed all my family and i want to get back in for that mm-hmm. that would make sense but he's not mad necessarily about him killing them he's mad about killing them and hiding the bodies from him and that means that no matter what else klaus has information he would like yes And that's just something to be concerned about because in the back of Elijah's mind, he's not thinking this because he assumes that Klaus will never give him this information. But Elijah knows this information is more important than revenge. Yeah. But Stefan doesn't really think about that again because Stefan is asking these questions far too late. Yeah. And it's just a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to think about tonight. The Jenna wrinkle has really thrown everyone for a loop, but it is this thing of like, this is a question that should have been asked earlier of like, hey, he is your brother. Or are you sure you're going to want to kill him? But it is true that Stefan and Damon both have wanted to kill each other before, but haven't gone through it. They wanted to kill each other because they liked each other's girlfriend. <laughs> it's a little small potatoes. It's small potatoes, and they could never do it. The one thing they know slash are choosing to believe about Elijah is that the most important thing to him is honor. And the way he closes this conversation is Elijah says, you know, sometimes there's honor in revenge, so I'm not going to fail you. And knowing what they know about the whole situation and about Elijah, it makes sense why they believe it. Yeah. And I think Elijah does believe it at this point, because I think even he must have in some way be thinking like, well, what if Klaus tried to tell me where they were, whatever. But he's probably like he threw them all in the sea, even if he told me I wouldn't find them. Like even if he wanted to give me that information, he doesn't have it. He threw them in the ocean. Yeah. So he like I think is kind of like he can't and he won't. And so Stefan says, please end this. So then we go back over to the witch house. John has brought the Gilbert journals and he even knows the spell that Jeremy and Bonnie were looking for. Yeah, he has a, a thought already. And John tells them that Damon is upstairs talking to Alaric. So then we go upstairs to check on Alaric and Damon. Alaric has told Damon that Stefan is going to sacrifice himself in order to not let Jenna die. And Damon says, hello, we have a witch. She can kill Klaus. No one has to die. And Alaric says, again, I feel inclined to remind you that in that situation, Bonnie has to die. Like, I understand why Damon is pushing this because he's like, we're all mentally prepared for Bonnie to die. And he's the only one who's mentally prepared for it. Because everyone else was like, no, that's not happening. But he's like, what about this backup plan that we've had? No one has ever, ever agreed with it. So why would he expect them to take it now? No one has ever considered that a plan. And he just keeps thinking they're going to come around to it. And every single time they're like, again, no. They're like, no, that's not what we're going to do. And I think Damon's also like, well, I wanted to sacrifice myself first. And so Damon, in his frustration, punches a wall. And it really seems to affect him. He seems like a little weakened by it, which Alaric cannot help but clock because that's weird. And he says, hey, are you okay? And Damon says, yeah, that's fine. That's my brother. He's always cleaning up my messes. Okay, walk the tantrum back. We've got bigger fish to fry, King. Yeah. Get over it. Sorry that your brother wants to die for his girlfriend and you can't die for his girlfriend. Yeah. You'll survive. All Damon wants to do is be the one who dies for Elena. And now like Stefan's like, actually, I think I'm going to do that. Everyone wants to die for Elena. Even Elena wants to die for Elena. It's just. I'll tell you who doesn't want to die for Elena. Jenna. <laughs> the only person who didn't volunteer to die for her is the one who's ending up in this situation. It's fucked up. So if we go back up to the sacrifice. Klaus says, hello, Jenna. And so we're like, oh, great. It's Jenna's turn. Really fun. Yeah. And Elena says, hey, I have to ask. Can you let her go? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you know, we might as well try. (laughs) And yeah, Elena does a little bit of a good thing here. I mean, she tries her best to get him on board. She says, I know I have to die. I understand that. But Jenna doesn't have to. And Jenna's like, Elena, like, don't do this. Yeah. Jenna's like, we're kind of where we are. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Jenna's starting to make peace with what's going on here. Yeah, Things are looking bad. And Elena says, no, we cannot leave Jeremy without a family. And Elena's like, look, Klaus, I followed all your rules. I did everything you asked. I didn't run. But unfortunately, you know, who didn't follow all his rules? Damon. Yeah. Any of her teammates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Klaus is about to respond, but instead Klaus says, well, well, I don't recall you being on the guest list. And we look up at the top of a cliff and Stefan has just materialized there. And he's standing so weird. Yeah, he really is. He looks like he's slumped over and his fists are like in front of his thighs. Like, why is he standing like that? Like, you look very easy to kill right now, my guy. Yeah, he looks like he Charlie Brown walked his whole way over here and he's just arrived at the edge of the cliff. (laughs) What if Stefan walked really slow? Because he was like, look, I want to sacrifice myself for Jenna. But if I get there too late, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets there, he's like, oh, fuck. And so he really slumped. And he does look like he's like standing in his parents' doorway being like, I just threw up. Yeah. As Stefan is known to do. He does this a lot. He loves to stand like this. It's like, oh my God, put a smile on your face, King. You're so in love, you're sacrificing yourself. Look like it. Yeah. <laughs> Have some pep in your step. <laughs> And Stefan says, oh, I'm here to talk. And Klaus goes to ask what he wants, which I guess Klaus is like, why not? I got nothing to do. Klaus is like, you can talk. I'm doing what I'm doing, but I would love to hear what you think I should be doing instead. So then we go back over to the witch house and they found something. Jonathan Gilbert had journaled about a woman who had a sick dying baby and called on Emily for her help. Emily cast a spell that would bind the mother's life force to her daughter. The child died but the mother's life force restored the baby back to life. And Jeremy says, okay, uh, I feel like I have to say this. We already know Elaine is coming back as a vampire. Yeah, he's like, we don't really have to do this. And John says, not if her soul remains intact. Sure. And Damon is like, her soul? What the fuck? Which is what I was saying too. I was like, no, you're just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Damon says, We are not going to put our faith in some act of God mumbo jumbo. And again, like we said last episode, you might as well just try every possible way to do this. And also we find out as the episode goes on, the real reason Jonathan is volunteering to do this is I think he feels like he is really fucked up and he honestly wants to die. Yeah, he's good with this. And he wants to do something for Elena because he knows he's really fucked up in any conceivable way. He wants to die leaving a positive taste in Elena's mouth. Yeah, and he knows he doesn't have many opportunities to do that, given his personality. Yeah, given the fact that he sucks. He knows if he stays alive, he's going to ruin it again. And this is the thing, too, of like, yeah, she's going to come back to life as a vampire, but she doesn't really want to. So if we have another option, again, why not stack them? Yeah, I've been saying this. (laughs) Stack a couple things. (laughs) Give her one of everything. Whatever happens, happens. And John says, you know, I refuse to let Elena become a vampire. Call it whatever you want. Like call it an act of God mumbo jumbo. I don't care. But that is something I'm putting my faith in. And it's like, okay. It's like, sure, if you want to do that. So then we go back over to the sacrifice setup and Klaus and Stefan are talking on the cliff and Jenna's like, wow, I wonder what they're saying. And Elena's like, you can hear them. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I just remembered. You can totally eavesdrop. <laughs> and Jenna's like, um, I can't. And Elena's like, no, 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 focus. Yeah, Jenna's like, they're on the cliff. And Elena says, just focus on them. And we go up and Jenna can't quite hear them yet, but we get to hear them because we're in the audience. We're not being sacrificed. And Stefan says, look, I'll take Jenna's place. And Klaus is like, I don't know. I kind of appreciate the symmetry of three women. Okay, misogynist. He said, you know, three goddesses being sacrificed at the altar. He's all vibes. He's like, I really like the aesthetics of it. They're all so pretty. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I got a blonde, a redhead, and a brunette. He's like, and if you had been standing a little cooler at the top of this mountain, you might've looked cool in here too. (laughs) but right now you just look like you Charlie Brown walked all the way over here if you're there it's just gonna get depressing and so Jenna keeps trying to hear and then she finally starts to hear as Stefan says look Klaus like you're gonna get what you want either way and Klaus says like oh you're quite like a hero and he's like yeah that's what they tell me he's like that's what I'm going for babe and Stefan says just make the trade like me for Jenna and so Jenna turns to Elena and says Okay, Um. so I heard them this time. So Stefan wants to take my place. If I'm Jenna, I'm like, I can't hear them. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. There's no <laughs> point telling Elena this because best case, Elena has to choose and picks you over her boyfriend. Worst case, she's like, I don't know. And then it's like, oh, okay, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've been feeding you for like a year. <laughs> and this vampire you've known for six months Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) so anyway then we go back over to the lockwood house matt is being super useless and scared and he says uh how's tyler and caroline's like oh he's sleeping he's gonna be better with rest he'll be fine in the morning and matt says so this is your life now and she says yeah this is never a dull moment (laughs) positive attitude queen And Matt says, you know, these last few days have been so great, so fun, so Caroline. I thought I might be able to get past the vampire thing, but actually, I don't know if I can. And he says, you know, I get it. This is your life, but my life? Okay, sir, make it about yourself again, King. Yeah, way to make it about you, buddy. He said, my life is an absentee mom with bills to pay and school and a job and it sucks, but it's my life and I want to live it without all this. And you know what? Here's the thing. You already know about all this. There's no one ringing the bell. Even if you don't want to be involved with these things, it's going to be a part of your life. Similar to how in season one, Bonnie is like, I don't want to be involved with this. It doesn't matter if you don't want to be involved. You're involved. Yeah. And I get it's like, everyone has their own battles. You shouldn't be ranking people's pain above yours. But Matt, your mom's been absentee for a much longer time than this. Like, And I know that your life is not easy, but if you actually really cared about Caroline and we're so happy to have such like a such a Caroline few days, then this would be okay with you. You mm-hmm. would be willing to push through this. Like he's running at the first sign of any stress, even when he like has been able to see her as like still herself. Because at least when he thought she wasn't herself anymore, I get that. But now he's like, you're so yourself, but um, I hate this. And also the thing is, there's nowhere to run. Like, even if he's like, well, I'm not going to be involved with Caroline anymore. Buddy, like all your classes are together. <laughs> well, Yeah. And who are you going to talk to? Dana? Yeah. All of your friends literally are involved in this. There is no way really out of this completely. So maybe ask yourself, what can a vampire do for me? Can my girlfriend go compel me a raise at work so I don't have that many bills to pay? He's like becoming the principled version of the founding families. And he's not even a founding family member. And, uh, you know, I said this off mic and I feel like I need to say it on mic. And if this isn't a correct guess, then how embarrassing that I'm putting it on mic anyway. He's going to become a cop. And what makes you think he's going to become a cop? His snitch behavior and his like such heavy conviction that he is like the most moral person and he understands this. Like he doesn't understand this, but he thinks that he's so much better than all this. And this isn't even like, I would understand if he was like you know I really like I'm feeling like you're still who I know but I just cannot get past Vicky. Like that I could see as a justification. This has nothing to do with Vicky this shit yeah. he's saying. This is all him. Yeah. Vicky is a good reason and I even get him being like you know it's hard for me to get past. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be in a relationship with you right now. But he's acting like he's just going to like cut off all his friends. I hate to break it to you buddy Everyone you talk to is dealing with this. He just thinks that he's like too good for this almost is how it comes across. Yeah. In a way that like doesn't make sense. Like he is taking this like all vampires are bad stance even after getting evidence that that's not the case. Like it just seems stupid. And look, I don't want him dating Caroline. And at least he's being an ass that hopefully this is the end of it. But it's just like, why do you think you're so important? that you have the audacity to be treating her like this for something that is out of her control that didn't change fundamentally who she is. And also all of your friends are in danger of like dying right now. And you're like, "Ah, well, I'm poor. Can't deal with that. Your ex-girlfriend is literally being sacrificed on an altar right now. And you just shot your best friend. Yeah. Maybe take a step back. So my question is, do you think this is the end of Marilyn for good? This question, every time it comes up, I'm always going to answer yes, just because I want it to be the answer. Just manifesting. Just because I like, I can't imagine why she would want to get back with him after this. I think it is because I think after all this sacrifice, there's a lot to sort through that Matt just can't come up to speed on because he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. He just simply doesn't want to come up to speed on it. There's no point in keeping him looped in, especially with Tyler back. And there's already chemistry and bonding there. Just there's no point in Matt. Tell me about it. I wish they had turned him into a vampire. They had a dream. Yeah, I wish they had to sacrifice a guy with an absentee mom who's a bus boy. I have to sacrifice a werewolf, a bus boy, and the gang. Once Elena dies, his bus boy side will be activated. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> He'll get tips every day. <laughs> so then we go over to the witch house. Bonnie's doing the little life force spell on John, and Damon says, "Hey, speed it up." Thank you, Damon. Someone's got to say it. And so Bonnie finishes the spell and they head out. And Jeremy's like, All right, I'm coming with you. I have my ring. And Bonnie says, No, actually, I don't think you are going to come. And she gives him a kiss and then she makes him pass out. You know, fair. He didn't need to be there. It was just a dangerous game. Yeah. And John is like, Oh, I'll stay with him. And they're like, Cool. So then they go upstairs. Rick and Elijah start to follow them. But then as Alaric tries to go out the door, he cannot go out the door. Everyone else can. And Alaric is like, hey, you can't leave me here with Jenna out there, but neither Bonnie or Damon budge because there's no point in putting him in danger. And I do have to agree with them. There's no point in having like a huge group there of basically audience members. Yeah. Like they don't have a job. And the fact is we see how this goes down. Had Alaric been there, Alaric would have just died too. Yeah. Alaric or Jeremy both would have like gone after Klaus. Guess what? Their hearts would be across the quarry in a second. Yeah. So it's good that they're both here. And One thing about Bonnie and Damon is like, no, I don't care what you want. You're staying at this fucking house. It's not actually up to you. (laughs) Spells up. We go over to the sacrifice again. And Elena is starting to panic. Yeah, because she's like, hey, where the fuck is Bonnie? And because at this point, she like really doesn't know if it's going to be Jenna or Stefan who dies. And she doesn't like either option. And so Klaus comes in and he's really milking this. He says, well, isn't this quite the predicament? You know, it is so funny. We were having all this talk about preserving family. And here is Stefan granting your wish. And Stefan says to Elena, like, hey, it's cool. It's fine. I'm good with this. I'm okay. And Klaus for a second says, well, who's it going to be Elena? And it seems like he's going to make her choose, which again is a dangerous game. Because we do have to admit, given the options most people would pick Jenna. Yeah, I'm sorry. But you don't want to have to say that. Here's the thing. If I were Elena in this situation and he actually made me choose, I would not say a fucking thing. I just would not speak because I'd be like, look, I have to let fate take this how it's going to go. And also I'm not telling my guardian I want her to die. Well, because, you know, also knowing Klaus, what she would do is be like, "Okay, save Stefan. And Klaus would kill Stefan. Yeah. (laughs) And so then it's like, oh, I just lost. So now I'm a bitch. Yeah. So now I'm a bitch without a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So Elena smartly realizes that there's no point in saying a choice. So she just says, no. Great move. She's like, I'm not fucking choosing. She says, this is not something we're going to be doing. That's the, the fun thing about Elena. She's just like, no. <laughs> and Klaus says, okay, well, don't worry, because I really wasn't going to let you choose. He's like, I actually wasn't asking seriously. <laughs> he just wanted to mess with her. Yeah. He sticks a stake in Stefan's back and breaks off a piece of it to weaken him. And Klaus says that he has other plans for her boyfriend and he wants him alive. But for now, he snaps his neck just to get him out of the picture for a minute. So here's what I want to ask you. Why does Klaus want Stefan alive and what plans does he have for him? I mean, this is a important question because like, why would these Salvatores still be alive at this point? Mm-hmm. Klaus's life would have been much easier if he could have killed Stefan and Damon a month ago. Yeah. And that's not a crazy thing for him to have done. My only thought is that perhaps it's like in some way more torture for Catherine or like, or keeping Stefan alive is like something Catherine obviously like wants, but only if Elena's dead. So it's kind of like, like maybe torture for Catherine. That's my only thought on it. I'm sure there's something more to it. And so then Klaus turns to Greta and says, whenever you're ready. So Greta gets rid of the spelled fire circle around Jenna and Klaus tells Jenna it's her turn. And again, I know Stefan is on the ground, but would be a great time to kill Greta. <laughs> yeah, well, Stefan's dead, dead. Yeah, yeah, he's he's busy. If only yeah. he could have done it a little earlier. He wasn't expecting that. And Jenna turns to Elena and says, it's okay, I know what I have to do. And then really quickly, she runs and bites Greta, which is her really best move here because there's probably only so far she could run and killing Greta is a great way to stop this spell. Yeah. And I think obviously it would have been more productive to just snap her neck, but that's a big jump for someone who became a vampire like three hours ago. Yeah. As we talked about earlier, the newness of Jenna makes her uniquely unsuited to quickly kill Greta. And I think that ended up paying off in Klaus's favor And also just that she can only think of so many ways she could go. Cause yeah, she doesn't know how fast she can run. She doesn't know like all the power she has. Like it's just easier to catch her if she tries to run. And this was her best move and a very good move obviously would have been better to immediately kill Greta. But you know, that's expecting a lot of Jenna to just jump right into neck snapping. There's nothing she could have done differently. Yeah. Given what she knew. Klaus gets there pretty fast. And weakens Jenna enough that she can't run as Greta recovers. And so Jenna and Elena look at each other. And Elena tells Jenna to turn it off so she won't be scared anymore. You can make your decisions on whether she does or not. But general consensus in the fandom is that she does in this moment turn it off. Oh. But we don't know. I mean, you know, it's a little ambiguous. My thought was that if she turned it off, she would have like tried to run. Mm. More than she did, like she at this point, she just kind of lets herself get staked, which I guess you could make the argument that that's because she's not afraid. I think she knew at this point, too, like it is what it is. I'm not getting out of this. But if I die, Elena and Stefan can get out of this. And it's the same thing of like nobody is like dying to die. But they're like, but if I can save someone else, then I have to do it. I think it would make sense that she turned it off so that she didn't have to be afraid. But I think it's also possible that she was just like, this is what I got to do now. This is it. Klaus stakes her and it takes a while, but she does get gray and veiny. Elena cries. She looks pretty dead. Do you think this is the last we're seeing of Jenna? Yeah. Last week I said, no, Jenna's good. All week after I said that, I I began to doubt that because I love Jenna. Yeah. But she's not like the biggest character. And also like her getting turned into a vampire with almost no knowledge and no thought process beforehand. We saw that storyline with Caroline and we've seen enough transitions to see that it is far more likely to die early on in a transition than anything else. Caroline is obviously the anomaly there, but it's like, even if she had somehow gotten out of this, it's very hard to be a new vampire. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, there were a lot of clues leading up to this, but of course I didn't want to see it. When I first watched this show, I saw it coming because famously, when I watch shows, I read spoilers. Sorry, I do. But I didn't spoil it in the way I expected. In the beginning of season one, when I was watching, I was curious, like, how many characters over the course of the show are going to become a vampire? Like, is everyone going to become a vampire at some point? So I wanted to see who would become a vampire. And so I'm watching this in season one. And the thing I saw was basically like, Jenna gets turned and then immediately killed in a sacrifice. I'm like, none of that makes any sense whatever they're like in the sacrifice of the sun and the moon curse, like it's explaining everything with the context of season two and i'm reading that on like season one episode 10. so i have no context for any of it you're like that sounds like that's way far off i'm like that's weird that's probably way in the future because i was like oh like there were some people on the list and i was like oh that makes sense that they would turn into a vampire but i was like that's weird that they would turn jenna and then i'm sure they started talking about the curse and it was like Uh, yeah as they start talking about a sacrifice i'm like huh and then, as soon as Jenna turned, I'm like, "Doesn't she die pretty soon after this?" Yeah, and you were like, "Oh," but this one hurt. This one was, oh yeah, this is a sad death. This was real rough. After Jenna is dead and some time has passed, Stefan wakes up from his little nap. Part of the stake still on his back, and he sees Elena crying, and he sees Jenna Gray and Vanyan dead. So he's like, "Okay, um, I failed. It seems this move sucked." <laughs> Greta continues the spell using Jenna's blood. And Stefan apologizes to Elena and Elena shushes him and asks, like, if they're going to kill Klaus. And Stefan says, yes. She's like, hey, there's still a plan going, right? Yeah. Elena's comforted in the fact that at least Klaus is going to die for what he did to Jenna. Yeah. Well, she's going to be pretty disappointed. <laughs> Klaus tells Elena it's time. The fire ring around her subsides. Klaus holds out his hand. Elena ignores and walks straight to the altar and looks at Jenna's body. And Klaus takes a second. And he says, thank you, Elena, which is very polite to thank her. <laughs> she's given him a lot. And she says, go to hell. Fair enough. He says, OK, th- that's fair. He says, I get it. Stefan can't get up still. The stake is still weakening him. Klaus bites Elena, drains her of her blood. And Stefan watches as she drops dead. And she looks pretty damn dead. Yeah, she's like passed out on the ground. Although, again, we know stake wise that she's coming back. The real stakes at this point is like, is she going to come back as a human or a vampire? Which me personally, I don't give a fuck. Well, and me personally, it was pretty obvious it was going to be human because as you are watching this show, you assume that if they're going to turn Elena into a vampire, they're going to make you wait a little bit for it. Yeah, they're not doing it early. And Elena, even though she didn't say it until like last episode that she didn't want to be a vampire, that's been clear that she at least was like not rushing into it. Klaus says he can feel, you know, everything happening. He looks at the moon, his bones crack. Greta watches. She's pretty excited. Yeah, she's smiling her little face off, bitch. She's so happy at betraying her entire ancestors. (laughs) Luca and Dr. Martin are up in heaven like, man. They're like, oh, my God, that fucking bitch. (laughs) They're like, we died for her. (laughs) (laughs) And Klaus screams. And, you know, the transition is starting. But in comes Bonnie. She knocks him out of his transition with lightning, fire. There's a ton of like fire, wind, whatever. Damon quickly comes in and snaps Greta's neck. Finally, Finally. someone had to do it. (laughs) And then Damon picks up Elena's body and starts carrying her. Klaus notices that the source of all his new pain is Bonnie. And he says, hey, you were dead. (laughs) Shabani's like, I fucking was, bitch, and now I'm not. And Klaus looks to be suffering quite a bit. It does not look good for Klaus at this moment. Yeah. He's looking like he is losing everything. (laughs) Damon lays Elena next to Stefan very quickly and pulls the steak part out of Stefan. Stefan tells Damon he needs to get Elena out of here, but Stefan says he personally won't leave until Klaus is dead. Then I guess you'll be there for a while, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And so Bonnie continues her little spell. Klaus continues screaming. And then she like stops the spell because she's brought him, we can assume, to the brink of death. And Elijah approaches Klaus. And Elijah says, hello, brother. Classic. (laughs) Of course. Klaus is, of course, shook by this revelation because he thought Elijah was dead in the Salvatore basement. Yeah. Elijah reaches his hand into Klaus's chest and grabs his heart, but decides to give one last zinger before pulling it out. Mistake. Classic mistake. You don't need to give a little line. You're already killing him. You won. You don't need to do a bit with it. Elijah says, in the name of our family, me, Klaus. And Klaus says, mm, wait, um, what if I told you I didn't bury them at sea? Yeah, he says, speaking of our family, they're actually not at sea. Like really fast. He's been holding this card for a thousand years. And he can see immediately that it affects Elijah. His poker face is gone. Yeah. Klaus says, their bodies are safe. And if you kill me, you will never find them. And then Klaus tells Elijah, you have my word. I will take you to them. Do you think Klaus is telling the truth? Do you think he's going to take Elijah to his family? I mean, no. (laughs) Short answer. Short answer, no. Um, I also think if, in theory, these bodies were somewhere to be found, I think Elijah could find them without Klaus. It'd certainly be easier with Klaus. But you're really hard to kill, buddy. I mean, you got all the time in the fucking world. But again, Klaus doing the move he told Catherine to do urgency gets people to not think rationally even if he does know where these bodies are and brings Elijah to them like okay there's my dead sister like thanks like okay like now he's impossible to kill again this was your chance to kill him the curse is broken now he's also a werewolf and stronger than you to me it just seems dumb but yeah obviously Elijah has been like sitting in this like i wish i knew where my family was for like 500 years so how could he pass this up at the moment yeah and so elijah is very clearly hesitating and Stefan and bonnie are like i am begging you to not back out they're like no 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 no. we are so incredibly close and we only had one really important person die which is honestly pretty good uh please And Bonnie says, if you do not kill Klaus, I will take you both out. And Elijah says, you'll die. And she says, I don't care. (laughs) She says, I don't give a fuck. Elijah says, I'm sorry. And then takes Klaus's body and runs. And Stefan and Bonnie just stand there like, now what the fuck are we going to do now? Elijah still has the dagger too, huh? Yes, to our knowledge. So just something to throw out. So that that pretty much sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so cool. So Stefan's concern about Klaus being his brother, fair concern. Fair concern, it seems. Stefan is like, you know, I did ask about that earlier. Um, I guess I should have pushed it more. Yeah. So the, the curse is broken. Jenna's dead. At this point, Elena? Question mark. And now Klaus and Elijah are alive and Elijah's not on their side anymore. So ouchie. And Klaus is more powerful than he already was, which was very powerful. He was already powerful and unkillable, and now he's more powerful and still unkillable. Yeah, so pretty much net negative for our heroes. Yeah, really, really bad night overall. At least Elena's alive. Yeah, you also focus on saving Elena. (laughs) So then we go back over to the witch house. It's the next morning. John is writing a letter and Rick says, hey, we should have heard from everyone by now. Sir, you know what that means. I'm sorry, if you have to say it, Alaric. You're right. You should have heard from them by now. If it was good news, you would have heard. Meanwhile, Jeremy is reading the Gilbert Journal, where they found the spell, and says, hey, John, did you read all of this? And John says, yeah. And Jeremy says, so you understand what happened to the baby's mother after the child came back to life? And John says, yeah, she saved her daughter's life and found peace. So Jeremy pretty quickly realizes, like, oh, so you're going to die in about 10 minutes. Yeah, so you're going to die, and you knew that, and you're good with it. And you know, when they did this spell, I was like, how can he live through this? You suspected it early on and you were right to suspect it. I mean, if you're giving your life force to someone else, uh, it's out of you now. Yeah. No one asked (laughs) that many questions because they really don't care if John lives or dies. If it was like Bonnie doing this, they'd be like, oh, would you be okay? I think John did it. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Okay, if he says so. Worst case, he dies. Fine. (laughs) Imagine if John was like telling them the spell and he was like, Okay, so that's the spell. Um, does anyone want to know if that's going to affect me at all? Like, anyone have any questions about my role in it? No everyone's like, no, sit down. We're ready to do it. Yeah, and Bonnie's like, best matters. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> it's like hey! <laughs> it's more likely that he was like, and you know, something might happen to me. Does anyone want to tell me I'm a hero now? And they all said, tomorrow we should definitely go to the grill to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> like, when everyone's out alive. That's, that's going to be fun. John gives Jeremy the letter he's been writing and says, hey, give this to Elena. And also he gives Jeremy the Gilbert ring. And Rick clocks that and says, hey, what's going on? Use your context clues, King. Because Alex like, he never gives that ring up. (laughs) He's fought me for it multiple times. It's almost as if he's not going to need it anymore. John says, please take care of each other. You also have to assume, back to the ring for a second, sorry. You have to assume that if he had the ring on, And Elena came back to life and he died and he came back to life. Elena might die. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess if it's just trading it, it might like switch off. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think he knows that like for this spell to work, he has to die. And I think he at this point wants to die for Elena to prove that he in some way was a good dad. Doesn't really make you a good dad, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. As we discussed before, I don't really think John has a lot else to live for. Really what he was living for until now was his love for Isabel. And she deeply betrayed him. His love for Isabel and protecting Elena. And by loving Isabel, he hurt Elena in the long run. And he also is like, okay, me protecting Elena by keeping away from vampires actually is not protecting her. She doesn't want that. And it hasn't worked at all. So at least if I protect her this way, she can be a better person than I was. Mm -hmm. Then Damon arrives back. Alaric and Jeremy go upstairs, but John stays downstairs for a second. Damon carries Elena's body in and says, you know, just to Elena, he says, oh, if you come back as a vampire, I'll stake you myself because I can't stand the idea of you hating me forever. He lays her down on the couch. He touches her hair. He's trying to have a romantic moment with the corpse of his brother's girlfriend. <laughs> but then Jeremy and Alaric have to cock <laughs> He's being tender. I know. It's pretty sweet. I just like to make fun. He has to do it when she's dead and no one's there because he can't admit that he's being a nice person. Yeah, because or else someone would know he's in love with Elena. Which newsflash buddy, they know. Yeah. And Jeremy says, oh, how is she? And Damon says, oh, I don't know yet. And Alaric says, what about Jenna? Alaric, if you have to ask, don't you think she would be here right now? Yeah, did she come in the door? No, Alaric. I mean, yeah, because we know that if she was alive, she could run pretty fast. Probably gonna beat him back. She's not caring anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So Damon gives like a tiny nod, like, yeah, she's dead. And Alaric says, no. Damon says, sorry, Jeremy. And they all turn to Elena to like see if she's gonna wake up. And while they're all distracted, John goes out the front door behind all of them and he looks back and Elena gasps awake and asks what happened. Damon asks how she feels. She says she feels fine. So we're under the assumption that she has not turned into a vampire. They all breathe a sigh of relief. John looks to the sun and then collapses and dies. You know what? What a peaceful way to go. And it's nice of him that he said, I'm going to go outside for this. (laughs) I want to play this because this is how I think we're all feeling about John (laughs) collapsing and dying. great good times come on come on <laughs> it's really unfortunate that jenna dies the same episode as john because the john death been waiting for it for so long very happy goodbye i don't need it but then i get so happy and i'm like oh but jenna julie pleck giveth and julie pleck taketh away <laughs> <laughs> she said look i know i just killed jenna i know that was heavy here's a little treat <laughs> So I'm going to ask this as well. Do you think this is the last we will be seeing of this John Gilbert? Yeah, I mean, this isn't like as final, final of a death as like some other deaths we've seen, but he is human and he doesn't have his ring and Elena has his life force. So I don't see him getting that back. Great point. So then we go over to the Lockwood house. Tyler wakes up on his couch and Caroline is there sitting with him, says, hey, she says you got shot but it's healing. And Tyler says, you were right. I should have not come home. And uh, probably. (laughs) Yeah, good point. I mean, I'm happy he's back, but it would have been safer. Yeah. And Caroline says, you should have never left and you shouldn't leave again. And good news. He can't. His ride is dead. (laughs) Yeah. is he going to (laughs) go? He's like, oh, I'll just have to tell Jules I'm leaving. And Caroline's like, actually, I don't think you're going to have to tell Jules anything. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you'll be telling Jules anything ever again. But he kind of wants to leave because he wants to protect people, namely Caroline. He says, you know, I've tried to kill you twice. And she says, yeah, well, no friendship is perfect. (laughs) She's like, well, you failed both times. So that's good. She said, care to try again? (laughs) Bam, bam. (laughs) (laughs) So they chuckle. And then she says, hey, by the way, Matt broke up with me. And Tyler says, sorry. And Caroline says, so... Instead of bailing, I would love it if you could say, hey, Caroline, thanks for taking care of me. And sorry that I tried to chow down on you. And then she starts crying. So they cuddle, even though he is full naked under the blanket. Don't think I forgot, Michael Trevino. I know you're naked under there. He says, thank you, Caroline, for taking care of me. And she says, you're welcome. And so this is a little hint for you that maybe we're going to see some, I think it's Forwood. Yeah, it's Forwood. Forbes and Lockwood. It's forward time, baby. So when do you think we're going to see a forward couple officially form? I think you could make the argument that it's already starting. I guess they have already kissed. When do you think we're going to get a renewed commitment kiss? I would say next episode. I know that's getting a little hopeful, but I do think like. Next episode is always a good guess. Like of all the people that Tyler would want to see when he's back. and want to hang out with. It's really just Caroline at this point. No offense to Matt, but he's, he's moved down on the totem pole significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler goes up to Matt. He's like, hey, your mom in town? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Bye. I, I think it's going to be good to hang out with each other. And, you know, I think Caroline also is going to need to be there for Elena and everybody in that whole group. But I think Tyler is going to get brought into that fold now. I was going to say, you think Tyler is going to kind of join our core group? I think he is. And I think one real easy way to do that is if he's heard anything about a cure for a werewolf bite. Because who the fuck else would have heard anything, you know? Yeah, he has been out of town. He could have heard something. We don't know for sure that Jules knew anything about a cure for a werewolf bite. But, I mean, she actively was like, I'm not telling you anything. It's not crazy that they could know something. Or at least have a clue that could lead them somewhere. Yeah, or at least have, like, you know, we don't know for sure, but there's this person or this thing or this resource... That might work. What if it was just wolfsbane? Last time when Rose got bit, we were like, you know, eat some wolfsbane, try it. It might not work, but uh, this is the thing. All these people are like, we need to know if it works. We need to know if it works. I'm just eating shit at this point. I'm sorry. If it doesn't work, fine. All I did was eat. Elijah would have shown me the elixir. I would have immediately drank it. Yeah, I would have just drank it. Stefan and Damon are debating like how good the elixir is. I said, I already drank it. (laughs) We're in it now. I'm sorry, I did it. Like, I'm just loading up. I'm bulking. Yeah, I'm stacking up. But so it is potential that Tyler could have heard something. I mean, he's clearly been hanging out with other werewolves as he's been prepping for this second transition, all that. But I do think he's going to be in the fold now because he is so linked to Caroline. So then we go over to the Gilbert house where everyone's prepping for their makeshift funeral for John and Jenna. And they just don't care about jewels. They just left her body in the quarry. Jay name's really. Had a rough episode. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Except, Except <Jerry>. Jeremy.
0: <laughs> Go, Jeremy, babe. Stefan says, hey, we all set. And Damon says, yep, there was a lot of room at the Gilbert family plot, and I compelled some grave diggers to uh, dig the graves for us. And Damon says, hey, how's Elena? And Stefan says she lost the only parents she had. She is in shock. Because she not only lost who she thought were her real parents, her adopted parents, she lost her birth mother, her birth father, and... Her legal guardian, like all in like a month, realistically, less even. Isabella on has all been in like the last month because it's all since the first full moon. Honestly, maybe the last like two weeks. Honestly, within two weeks easily for those. She had five potential parental figures. Every single one of them is dead. And I'm sorry, almost every single person that dies, Jeremy is connected to. Can we give this poor boy a break? Let me ask you a question. Who do you think is going to be Elena and Jeremy's guardian now? I think Alaric. You don't think we'll meet a new Gilbert family member? Possibly. I feel like that would just be kind of like, what, another Gilbert family member who hates vampires? It just feels like it's too much work. So you think it's pretty much going to be Alaric? I think it's probably Alaric. Alaric stepped in very early to help Jeremy and has kind of helped be part of this for a long time. Sure. So that's my, I mean, my best guess, if we're going people that are already here, Ignoring the fact that it's weird that your high school history teacher would become your guardian. We have to ignore that in this case. Like I'm ignoring that bit because I think he would be useful and he knows what's going on. We don't have to deal with another family member. I think if there were another aunt or uncle or something, John would have brought them into the fold already. And Julie Plec doesn't care if something's a little weird. She'll still do it. So Elena's putting on some earrings to complete her funeral look. She's serving an excellent funeral look. I know that's not what we should be talking about but she's really looking good. She's looking at pictures of her adopted parents and Jenna. Jeremy comes in and he says like, take your time getting ready. He comes in to check on her. Jeremy gives Elena the letter that John gave to him and the extra Gilbert ring. And Elena says, I'm sorry that you have lost so many people because it's true that they've all lost the amount of people, but you have to add on to that. Anna and Vicky, who were significantly harder losses for Jeremy than Most of our main people, you can argue Matt for Vicky, but Jeremy's had to deal with probably the most loss so far. Yeah, and really, really tough losses. And it's always someone that he connects to. He just has really been through it. And he does say, I still have you. Then we go to a funeral scene. And I told Stephanie she wasn't ready for the song that played. And I certainly wasn't. It is Skinny Love, which was very popular in 2011. I'll play it as we talk about the scene that it plays over. And this song had just a chokehold on contemporary dance routines. (laughs) Yeah, if you were alive in 2011, you know this song, but I'll play it anyway because it bears playing. And honestly, it's good. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend this song isn't good. You can't pretend it's not a bop. So Jeremy leaves Elena to read the letter, and she does, sitting in her little window seat. And John says, it is no easy task, being an ordinary parent to an extraordinary child. I failed in that task, and because of my prejudices, I failed you. And as we hear the voiceover of this letter, and we hear the beautiful sounds of skinny love, we go over to the graveyard, where everyone is arriving for a makeshift funeral. Yeah, they're all walking in. Everyone's in funeral garb. They've got red roses. Yeah, all the girls in tight mini dresses, which I'm obsessed with. It's a teen drama funeral. It's it's sexy black dress time, I'm sorry. This will not be our last funeral like this. We'll see many funeral looks over the years. I have no doubt. John says, I'm haunted. How things might've played out differently if I'd been more willing to hear your side of things. Elena puts roses on the graves of John and Jenna. And John says, for me, it's the end. For you, it's a chance to grow old and someday do better with your own child. It's for that child, I give you my ring. That line did break me, though. The, oh, yeah. it's your chance to grow old and someday do better than I did. Yeah. I hate John, but he he popped off with that one. Yeah, he really served on this letter. <laughs> Say what you will. Do you think this ring is gonna just wait for a child? Do you think it's gonna go to someone else in the fold? look, and Elena will be switching off this ring for a while. There's two rings and three people who need it at this point. Exactly. And then while she's here, She also goes on to lay roses on the graves of Miranda and Grayson, her adoptive parents. And he says, I don't ask for your forgiveness or your forget. I ask only that you believe this. Elena cries. Everyone watches. She makes lingering eye contact with Damon. And he says, whether you are now reading this as a human or as a vampire, I love you all the same as I've always loved you and always will. John. Beautiful letter. He really went off despite the fact that we just celebrated his death not 10 minutes ago. I was crying so hard because it was just like, I mean, it had to happen this way because of how it was going, but it didn't need to happen this way. And for Jenna to get dragged into it and for Elena to have to like go through all this, this journey of her mortality. And then that wasn't even an issue, but then Jenna's mortality and to know that like, no one could do anything about this. And this was actually a good outcome. Yeah. In spite of all of it. Elena and Alaric definitely feel some responsibility. Like if they had let Jenna know beforehand, if they had let her in earlier, is there any way they could have prevented this? Yeah, is there any way she could have known not to do this or could have just protected her more or could have done something because they're the ones who are so connected to her and Jeremy. And then Alaric puts a rose on Jenna's grave Everyone cries. It's very sad. I'm crying. You're crying. The characters are crying. And I'm going to sound like a broken record. But again, I say, where is Nina Dobrev's Emmy? (laughs) (laughs) This is her start turn. And I do want to say, you know, a funeral look on a teen drama it was not created by the Vampire Diaries. They go throughout. And I I just want to talk about a couple iconic moments. Obviously, I'm a pretty little liar, Stan. There are a number of funerals through the course of that show. As you might imagine. And they are known for wearing just... They're always black dresses. And they're not always slutty, but they're definitely slut adjacent. Yeah. Every time. And sometimes, like, they go to... One funeral where Emily has so many studs on her dress. It's like you look like you're going to the club, girl. And it's someone who we were all happy to see die. That was Wilden's funeral. But still. Well, and if you go to enough funerals, it's like you can't expect me to have a bunch of worn black dresses. At this point, I have to wear a new dress. It's disrespectful to wear the same dress every time. Yeah. And they they do this every time. Another iconic moment, uh, but Bass's funeral on Gossip Girl. Serena does the same thing. She wears a glitzy dress, which is so fucking Serena Vanderwoodson. She said, I will make this about me. She said, I'll make it about me, even though Chuck is literally having a drunk meltdown two feet away. Yeah. So a funeral dress is always a black dress, but a black dress is not necessarily a funeral dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is definitely true. A square is a parallelogram, but a parallelogram is not a square. It really depends on where you are. And there's always over the course of teen drama, you get too many funerals Whether it's purposeful or not, sometimes it is just not a funeral look, but it is being worn at a funeral or just something crazy. There's one Pretty Little Liars funeral where Spencer has a full on like fascinator with the net. And it's like, girl, read the fucking room. Like, now's not the time. This isn't about you. Let it go, girl. So then they wrap up the funeral. Damon is standing alone at the edge of the graveyard, just looking out at the horizon. And Stefan says, hey, you know, we're going to head back to the house. And Damon says, you know, I would rather skip the coffee and tea cakes. Would you? That's the best part of a funeral. Of what else do you have to do today? Cry that you might die soon? Yeah. Whatever, at least eat. What do you have to do, die? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and in this scene, he's playing with his daylight ring. So you have to imagine that Damon on some level is like, should I just like kill myself now? Get it done. We're already at the funeral. Everyone's already in black. He saw how this went for Rose. It is not a good death. It is not fast and it is not fun. And I think he also knows he doesn't want to make anyone stake him. Yeah. I mean, he had to stake Rose and he hated it. And then everyone was like, hey, you're feeling really bad. And he was like, stop saying that to me. And now he has to do that to someone, essentially. Stefan's not going to be able to go through with it. He basically said that to Elijah. Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's gotta be a lurk, probably. (laughs) Yeah. David's like, man, I wish John was still alive. He would do it. Yeah, John's up in heaven like, man. (laughs) I finally have my chance. Jenna had just gotten to heaven and John walked in. She's like, oh, what the fuck? He's like, I can't get the fuck away from you. So Stefan says, listen, Damon, she needs us right now, all of us. And Damon says, OK, well, then what's the plan? The curse is broken. So like, how do we go about killing an all powerful werewolf vampire hybrid and his two faced brother? And Stefan says, I really don't know. <laughs> and I know it's not the point. I don't think it's fair to call Elijah Two-Face. Like, I think Elijah just got caught up in caring for other parts of his yes. family. And it's unfortunate it didn't work out for you guys. But don't take this out on Elijah. Yeah, don't call Elijah Two-Face just because he has like human emotion. He got a better offer. Yeah, he did get a better offer. You weren't offering him anything. The only person offering Elijah anything was Elena. I'm not the one to be like defending Elijah back and forth, but I just think this was a little unfair. Rub me the wrong way. And you know what? Elijah could just as easily call you two-faced. Yeah. You killed the Martins. You killed him twice. I feel the need to defend Elijah for a quick second there. Thank you. I think that's nice of you. I think Elijah would be thankful. I I think Elijah would say I'm very honorable. Yes, I think you would. (laughs) And you would say, thank you. you beg. I'll tell you what's honorable. Get a haircut. (laughs) Damon says, well, we're going to need to get an idea for a plan fast. And Stefan says, like, okay, well, I'm not letting Elena lose anybody else. And Damon says, well, don't make any promises. And Stefan's like, what the fuck are you saying? And Damon says, Tyler Lockwood bit me. And he shows the bite off just to prove he's not being dramatic or lying. And it definitely has gotten worse. Yeah, it's gotten bigger for sure. And Damon says, it's really more of a nip, but there it is. And Stefan is certainly concerned. But Stefan says, look, we'll find something, a cure. And Damon says, yeah there's no cure. And Seven says, look, we kept Elena human. We found a way when there was no way. So we will do it again. We'll do this. Confidence. What else are you going to say right now? He clearly is thinking he's going to die. You have to at least try to make that not happen. And Stefan wants to be able to like have a win for Elena because obviously (laughs) they kind of lost today. Yeah. Much as he has his own issues with Damon being in love with Elena, he knows losing Damon would be really bad for Elena. And Stefan doesn't want to lose Damon either. He he's not quite saying that whatever. He can't quite get there. He still has his little brotherly rivalry whatever, but he doesn't want to lose Damon either. Damon says, you know, do one thing for me. Keep this from Elena. The last thing she needs is another grave to mourn, buddy. she's going to mourn it. Whether she learns about it today or learns about it in two days when you're dead. Yeah, I get wanting to keep this from her because I think he knows that if she knew she would find a way to fight for this. And then if it doesn't work, she'll just feel worse, you know? Yeah. But also like, it would also feel horrible to just be like, oh yeah, Damon died today. What? How? (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) when did that happen? You know? And they're finding a cure for this. Not to be this person, but Damon and Elena haven't kissed yet. So he won't be dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) So then Damon walks into the sunset. Stefan looks ready to cry. And that's the end of the episode. We have one episode left of season two. The season finale is next week. So I have to ask, what do you think is in store for the season finale now that the sacrifice is over and completed? Will we see more death? Will we find a cure for a werewolf bite? I mean, I went in knowing that the end of season two was a heavy death time. And it seems like this was really what people were referring to. I think next episode is going to be more about finding a cure for this werewolf fight, but there has to be some way to keep the stakes high as a finale because this really had finale energy. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's a combination of finding the werewolf fight cure, but like Klaus and Elijah aren't gone. You think we're going to see Klaus and Elijah next episode, see some of the aftermath of that? I'm not a hundred percent sure because in theory, Klaus should be bringing Elijah right to the bodies. And I doubt they're in Mystic Falls. But wouldn't it be funny if they were? <laughs> they were just in the tomb with the other vampires. So they all got up and left like forever ago. I'm not convinced Elijah's going to be alive much longer. Because <laughs> frankly, if this was a lie by Klaus, Elijah has blown his wad. He's not killing Klaus anymore. This was his chance. He lost it. But Klaus can kill Elijah. I just think it's a little, it's a little precarious for him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Elijah reconsidered his alliance and it might be the wrong alliance. And I think Elijah is in the place of like, I want to see where my family is. And if his family is truly gone and he couldn't kill Klaus, I think he knows what that means for him. Do you think long-term, and we're like looking ahead to even past the end of season two, do you think killing Klaus is still going to be a priority? Or do you think that's something that's going to kind of like be like, well, we lost, we're just going to ignore him. I mean, I think they're going to want to make it a priority, but like, how do they intend on doing that? I mean, they barely had a plan this time. Yeah. So I just think like, it's going to be one of those things, like we could fight this or we could just, you know, try to figure out a way to kind of coexist. Because if he has some use for Stefan, maybe that's realistic. But I do feel like him trying to build his like little master race is going to be its own kind of version of a villain storyline, you know? Mm-hmm because it's, it's giving eugenics. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. Also, we know that Elijah knew the plan was to bring Elena back to life in some way. Do you think that's a plan Klaus is aware of, or do you think Klaus expects Elena to now be dead for good? Oh, I think Klaus expects Elena to be dead, because I think he probably thought they were thinking about it, but I don't think that he thought they found a way to do it. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's thinking that's an issue i think if elena were dead he should be more concerned because people would be pissed but i think he's kind of like i'm good to go now yeah here's my other question now knowing we had a little bit of a scare about turning elena into a vampire we had a quick transition and then quick death i guess two-headed question who do you think is going to be our next vampire And B, does this at all change your timeline for when you think Elena will turn into a vampire because you're convinced she will turn into a vampire at some point? Yeah, I'm convinced she will at some point. I don't know what my previous guess was for her. Neither do I. And keeping in mind for our audience, there are eight total seasons. This is the end of season two. I'm going to guess not sooner than season five. Okay. I think I previously probably said around season four, I think we've got a whole nother season on that because we very actively are seeing her say like, no, I don't want this. So, you know, that if she turns, it's going to be like literally last resort, either last resort or she'll choose to for whatever reason. Like she could decide. That's true. She'll just change her mind. She could decide that whoever she's in love with, you know, who's to say who is worth spending eternity with. And she's capable of doing it for whatever reason. I think she, you know, has seen transitions go bad and is not sure she wants to do that yet. She has all these other options, but I do think it's gonna to get to a point where either it's last resort or she's like, you know what, it's worth turning. And so do you think we're going to have another transition before that? Or do you think do you think most of our main characters are pretty much gonna stay where they are now, human, werewolf? Yeah, I don't see a huge push for any of these people to turn. I didn't see a push for Jenna to turn though. So, you know, so, who knows? Say what you will, but you know, I very early in the show said Jeremy was going to turn. And I don't really think that anymore. I think he would be literally a last resort turn. Yeah. I don't really see that happening for Alaric. I don't really think, I mean, if Matt turns, it's on accident. (laughs) No one's doing that for him. And he wouldn't want them to. So Mm -hmm. I don't see anyone in the clear horizon for that. But that's not to say that's impossible. Sure. Final question Where do you think this leaves Catherine? Because she's still technically trapped at Alaric's apartment, a.k.a. Klaus HQ, but she's on Vervain, so she's kind of awaiting a chance to run away. How do you think that's going to work out for her? I think it kind of depends how this Klaus Elijah storyline goes because she needs either a way out without Klaus knowing or Klaus would have to let her go because I think Klaus is still pissed at her. Although he might get over it if he's really broken this curse. Although I'm just going to throw this out. Uh, we did not see him transition to a wolf. That's a great point. We actually don't know. And, you know, he felt the power, quote unquote. It's called placebo effect. Um, so I just am not 100% convinced how that storyline is going either. We haven't seen proof that the curse is totally broken. He's not transitioned to a knowledge. So I'm just saying that. So I think either Klaus would have to, like, let her go because he's like, actually, now that I can build my master race, I really don't care that much about you anymore. Mm-hmm. you know all's well that ends well I turned eventually I wish I had been earlier but you know here we are or he's just gonna keep her trapped but she'll get out of that somehow uh, one thing about Catherine like I said she is slippery slidey yeah she'll find a way out of this in he- some way or another I don't know how she's gonna do that I don't know what her plan is after that because you would think she'd want to leave Mystic Falls like she's gotten what she's gotten here except for a kiss from Stefan except for a kiss from Stefan but she can get that any time down the line but she can figure that out you know Klaus probably should have killed her in the sacrifice. That would have been just quick, easy for him. Would have been quick, easy for him. But that's the thing, too, is since she didn't get killed in the sacrifice and also now since I know that was the original plan, she's got to have something up her sleeve storyline-wise because why else keep her alive, you know? Yeah. Not that Jenna was really pushing the storyline forward either in in any conceivable way. I mean, she was helping. She was part of it. but. But she was a secondary character. Yeah. And Catherine is a secondary character, but like, not as secondary. I think she's got a role to play. I don't know what that is yet, but she's she's here. She's going to be here for a while, I think. So that's it for this week. As always, if you are enjoying The Vampire Diaries and Doppelgangers, please tell your friends about them and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. We will see you next week. But for now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.